Hey, this Saturday on Ace on the House, me and my buddy Ray will be dispatching and dispensing the housely advice. Yes, Ray? Woohoo! Thanks. Check out an all-new episode of Ace on the House this Saturday or visit aceonthehouse.com only on the Ace Broadcasting Network. Okay, welcome podcasters. This is um, the jazz series part of the show. Before we get into our talking, uh, actually I'm talking now. But anyway, um, two people today. I'm going to do one composition by each. The first one is probably one of the best improvisers in the jazz um, tenor saxophone, um, Sonny Rollins. I hope you've heard of him. Wonderful. Uh, he's about my age. In fact, I think he's older. He might be like uh, 80, you know, 82 or 83. Um, anyway, still playing as I'm still playing. Um, and then we're going to move to a, um, a, a Brazilian composer that jazz really loved his music. Stan Getz and Sinatra. And uh, a lot of people got on the bandwagon with um, um, and Antonio Cherubim. Uh, um, do a beautiful ballad of his called Insensitive. But first, Sonny Rollins' Doxy. One, two, a one, two, three. Welcome to Life Lessons. With Jim Carolla and Ray Oldhofer.
Okay, here we go. Higher podcasters. Um, we just finished the musical part. And remember that part with um, Sonny Rollins. He's a wonderful genius of an improviser. Doxy was called. <clears throat> okay. So today I'm going to put something in context, a little deeper of what we've been working on. That's a little more than willpower, and yet willpower is really a part of it. The capacity to change behaviors, breaking free from the variety of addictions that we, we all have different kinds of ways. The number one cause of illness, relationship problems, impulse control, drinking, alcohol, smoking, sex, management of our funds and so on, is behavior. That's the one. It boils down to all the things I just mentioned. If it had to boil down to one thing, it would be behavioral. Something and behavior must be different. No matter how, what direction, no matter what dream world we, we live in about some magic, behavioral, that's the word. Okay, um, so I'm going to give you just a few tactics, and then I want to work on the mind a little bit more uh, distinctly now. But first, let me give you a, a few tactics. I'm going to call building fences. Um, according to historians, it took fences um, to really tame the West. And still, until they began to fence it up, people had their property, and they fenced it off to really begin what we call the West. Um, fences make it easier to stand up to certain kinds of threats and difficult, uh, difficult uh, situations. So fence, for example, if a guy's an alcohol, alcoholic and he's drinking and he's coming home from work and he, ha and he usually stops at Tony's bar, he has to build a fence around Tony's bar. He cannot go to it. He doesn't have the capacity to go to it. So in other words, you fence off areas that according to where you are in your development, you can't handle them. You just, you just need to know it. Certain things where smokers have to be with the temptation of being in a club with a drink in your hand and you know, that would be a very hard um, place to do with eating places we need to build a fence around about eating. So I'm calling that fencing areas that are relapse areas. And we're particularly careful if we're going through any extra pain or difficulty or lost a job or financial things or relationship-related things. We have to really be careful in fencing off areas that we don't get into. I, I kicked down the fence. I base jumped on the fence. I, I started smoking. Oh. Okay, so Ray's being honest with that. Uh, uh, he's he's uh, stopped smoking. You started. You yeah, said, I started. started. Started smoking. Okay, how many days has it been? <laughs> <laughs> Monday, Tuesday, and today a little bit. 
Okay, so incidentally, you know, that happens in diets and it happens in all kinds of things we do. We have setbacks. The point is, how do I get on the, how do I, how do I get on the wagon again? So Ray wants to use, use him for a moment because he's he was like quite, in a hundred and some days. Uh, five months. Five months. Wow. So we just have to. We can't. We can't dawdle on this. Um, you know, hang on to this. Well, now I've broken it. Very quickly, got to be okay. I went off now. All right, now I got to get back on. So tell me about that part. I'm off. I've been off for three or four days. How I don't are, know that part yet. Okay, maybe I could explore it just for a moment before we move on. So Monday I went off. Um, yeah, smoked ten, bummed them. Tuesday bought a pack. Smoked them. This morning bought one, went through half, and then didn't want to come here. <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. Right. Now, that's usually the pattern. He's giving you an example of what we all go through. It's like if you have, all of a sudden you start to taste that first sweet, a situation, then you begin into the sweets, and now you feel like, what the hell? I broke it, so now I'm going to buy, I'm going to buy my own sweets. And, you know, that's, that's how it happens in all addictions. It's but I'm, I'm kind of not buying it this time. You know, like I'm feeling, you know, sorry for myself and all that <clears throat> kind of stuff too. But um, like I'm, not, I'm not really <clears throat> buying into it like I have in the past. Good. You know, I don't, I, don't, I don't really believe it. Now, when you can say no to it, whatever that will be, when you actually from deep inside yourself even as the pain is with you, that you say no, and you begin to say, stop it. So, whenever that can happen for you, you're the only one that knows that. When am I going to get ready, now that I've off the wagon, that's exactly what happens to almost everybody. Uh, I've had it before, I've gotten back on and off. This time you really went quite a while, too. But I think my muse was wrong. Like I was quitting for, you know, a relationship or what I was quitting for wasn't, I, I think I think that that was off. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, you know, you know, if you, hey, if you lose 10 pounds, you'd be attractive, that kind of shit. Mm-hmm. You know, like, so, okay, you're going to lose 10 pounds to, to well, I'm looking for a word right now. But um, acquiesce, that's not it. You know, somebody else. Yeah. You know, uh-huh. it doesn't work that, that well. Right. It's like white knuckling. Yeah, that's another important Placate. discovery. That could be a good word, too. Thanks, Gary. Um, and that, 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 and, and to understand that, even when I'm talking about willpower, I talked about the willpower trap, meaning you'll just go down the road with this one thing. Just the way Ray is saying. I say, I can't do it for some. That's why we need to really have a sense of doing it for ourselves, uh, for our, our inner life, getting control of something of ourselves. Because if we're doing it for other people or just self-help books, um, we won't be able to consistently stay with it. But we're all going through that thing Ray's going through right now, which is being off the wagon, sort of. And in fact, one of my next, uh, what I call tactics are, um, 
is um, being able to have a no inside us and test this no. Podcasters, whatever you're working on, something where an inner no is sounded or an inner stop it, stop it, stop what you're doing now. If it's self-destructive behavior, stop it. So that's another one of the tactics. A capacity to really talk to ourselves and say it deeply, even in the midst of pain. Stop it and, and get back to more constructive behavior. Okay, another one I'm going to, I'm talking about is a check-in on the automatic pilot. The automatic pilot in us is the part that just thinks on its own. I mean, it just goes all different directions. And I'm going to spend the last part of the program working on that one. But for right now, as part of these tactics, um, the automatic pilot. What Begin to see the themes. For you, Ray, at this point of what I'm going through, the automatic pilot, this is a daydream as I, I want to avoid things. I want to just get out of here. I don't want to come here. I don't want, um, my, my, my automatic pilot <clears throat> is, is like a, a low-grade depression and a, and a woe-me, bullshitty thing, you know. Isolation, that kind of thing, you know. It's, you know, th- this is a peat and repeat as far as my behavior and observation of myself is concerned. So it doesn't have, um, like, I won't go too dark. But my automatic pilot for the scenarios that I've been going through is this. You know what I mean? And I know it all too well. But the automatic pilot, I'm more of a thinker on a thinking level. What's the theme? In other words, the automatic pilot, can you get a drift of what's the theme? What are they saying? Something about me? What are they saying, this automatic pilot? Oh, what are they saying to me? Yeah. In other words, there are messages automatically coming through. Like there'd be an esteem thing. You know, it it's correlates with that. Absolutely. Oh. Or feeling, you know, or just, just, just not to participate in anything. So words of not to uh, participate. Don't do this. It's not worth it. Uh, right, that kind of thing. That thing. Okay. You know, and then... You know, getting motivated to go to work because I got to go to work, right? But, you know, first chance I get, okay, everybody's set up. See you later. I'm going home. Mm. You know, that kind of thing. So I'll do a lot of that. Or I won't. You know, I'll catch it and talk to it and say, "Mm, what are you doing? You know, this is, you you know, this, you know, this stuff. You know what it does. Another thing is like um, the sexuality thing of it, too. You know, like I won't, right now, like I won't go seek seek companionship at all but you know i'll jerk off till no end which is it just fucks you up you know so i know mine pretty well okay so you're seeing the basic themes and you're seeing some of the emotionality some of the roads you're going down so then what i call this is getting getting into the automatic pilot remember the one we used before ant yeah i know that one right we all do (laughs) The automatic negative thinking. 
So that's probably what you're going through now, too. Automatic negative thinking. And can you, um, and podcast people also putting this to you, can you speak to that, some of those automatic, see, the minute you look at an automatic pilot, you immediately bring some awareness to it. Otherwise, it just grinds on. Just the looking at it brings an awareness to it. So something is looking at it. And then could something speak to it in me? In other words, answer it. Talk to it. So go in and out of that. In and out of that. All right, that's... a. So we eventually gradually develop a strong inner voice that says, no, stop it, or yes, it's, I mean, it's tough now, but I'm not, I'm not going down the drain with this one. I'm getting back into more constructive behavior, though I admit I'm, we're usually suffering at these times for some reason or other. Um, so we can be fine. And then number four is find an inner voice that can speak back to the automatic pilot. And eventually, uh, to replace them with positive thoughts. Right, what's, what's like a, what, what, as far as antidotes, what's a possible positive thought that could speak back to the ANT? Uh... Well, I do, um, like I'll do, I do a lot of self, you know, I berate myself and then I'll act out with um, alcohol and stuff like that. But then sometimes I'll catch it and I, um, I'll do, um, I'll just go screw it. I'll do a set of like push-ups and pull-ups and things like that, you know. So mm-hmm. I'll start doing physical stuff because I go a little stir crazy, you know, and I do, you know, I got a lot of excessive energy that's a little bit of a mess so then i'll just that's what i'll do Mm -hmm. i'll seek that kind of avenue because i think it's good for me and um it's reliable for me yeah right so that's that's good so and for podcasters to go to something physical as um ray suggesting you know just sometimes we we need to divert from the thought from those, so we need to get away from them in some way. And physicality is good, a walk or work out, something like that. Break off because these these chains have uh, motivations and they sink lower and lower. And whatever our, our difficulty is, well, that feels like that could feed now. It could eat now. It could smoke now. And eat, yeah, drink. it's just good. It keeps getting deeper and deeper. Right. I mean, these last three days have been fucking hell with the the cigarette thing. There's a big backlash to it, you know. And yeah. um, but um, yeah. And then there's the sleeping component to it too. Like I, I lately, I can't sleep. Yeah. You know, so there's that, and then where that takes you, you know, that's a whole different road. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah, it's 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 something to really see. Okay, so. Podcasts, you're getting some really uh, information and an actual situation Ray is going through. And you might notice it might be something that you've been through already. Um, very rarely do we escape this for too long, uh, particularly if we really get involved and we're really in a profession and in a relationship and 
kids and you know all of that. We're, we're going to all the things you've just named. I don't have any <laughs> those things. Okay. I really, I mean, well, I guess I do some of them, but and then I, I'll, I'll see you know, and then you know, remember you were mentioning about a special friend, mm-hmm. like seek that kind of thing. That's um, a tough one now too. You know, I, I was I was looking at my phone the other day, and most frequent calls, it shows you like who you talk to the most. You know, the mm-hmm. breakdown, and um, you know, my top five, I don't really want to talk to. You know, with the, the condition I'm in, and I think that's all part of it. You mm-hmm. know, and you look at that, and you know, it's just it's a it's a tough thing to go through. Yeah, yeah. These these times, it takes a little while to get through them. But uh, we once talked about a special friend here on the show. And if we can do some sharing, when we can do that, and go in and out of that, um, if we realize that being alone is, um, is a real, uh, we really begin to relapse more, and we try to break that uh, by getting out more, or seeing somebody until the pain gets more or you know where you can go? Bearable. You can go to um, Amazon, too. That would oh. be a good idea. Hey, you guys. This is Ray with Life Lessons with Jim Carolla. And this is a plea because business is business, and our business isn't doing so well. So please help us out. You got that? And I'm not kidding. Help us out. So go to Life Lessons' website and click through the Amazon banner and help us. Come on. Now, that's a plea, and it's a good one. Do so. Thanks. You see, we can't, this discipline we're talking about, I don't know if I mentioned that, um, be part of the, the willpower uh, as an instrument is developing discipline. Um, without discipline, change and liberation from habits we have now can never happen. We need a discipline. It's like in anything else, take it in sports and music and people who have a real um, discipline to, to uh, develop their, um, their, their skills, whatever it may be. Nothing happens without discipline. We can't get the liberation or move into higher levels of consciousness. All right, but let's talk about the work with the mind for a moment. You know what, yeah, what's funny right. about what you just said, the discipline part? Um, obviously, you know, I threw discipline out of the window the last three days, but I've been sitting way more consistently in this state than in other states. Hmm. It's like something in me knows that you better sit or that's, that's, or else you're going to go, or else you're going to get really dark, you know? So something in me knows that that's, that's something I can go to. Okay, right. So, you know, talking about meditation. Okay, something he can go to. He's got a little bit of a, um, a home base to go to, and that's in his sitting. But I want to talk about the mind now. We can't do anything also in this liberation with a mind that's totally on its own. I'm going to uh, actually do it in a little story form. It's a way of understanding. Um, it would be like a wild animal. The mind 
uh, left to its own, its daydreams, its obsessions, its compulsions, um, it's like a wild animal. So let's be, maybe think like if you had like a little farm or something, and you begin to notice things at the beginning, like something's a little different, something's eating in the, eating my peaches or something. Um, and so you begin to bring some attention to something is happening. Um, and by bringing some attention to it and following it more, you begin to see that there's a, I don't know, a wild cow, a wild animal. And it's just around the property, it's eating this and it's eating that. It's out of control. There's all different things. The beginning part and the part of discipline is to begin to really look at that. If it's thoughts, the thoughts would be just back and forth and up and down and all around. Um, so you begin to see that this wild animal out there and the thought comes, suppose I could ever domesticate it. It's got power. It uses all that stuff for different things. But I think even like on this farm situation, what if I could use that, if I could domesticate that animal and use it for um, uh, some uh, good for the whole household, all of me. But right now it's wild. It's doing whatever it wants. It's going in any direction it feels like. It's an automatic pilot. It's going into all those kinds of things. So I set up a blind, just the way they do in the hunting world. And that's like what Ray's using on his um, meditation. So meditation in different forms of different traditions, prayer or, or mindfulness and Buddhism and so on, you begin to set a blind. And this blind setup is to really concentrate on the to and fro, the ups and downs, the obsessions of the mind. So now something's looking at it. It's seeing what it does. It goes here, it goes there. Um, it has an obsessional quality to it. Um, but it's a powerhouse of energy. So I watch and I see what possibility can I do about bringing it in a little more. And I may just like go out there and see it and we look at each other. I looking at, something's looking at my mind now. Like I'm looking at this wild animal, but it's not stopping him. It's doing whatever he wants. But as I get closer and my concentration gets better, my attention gets better, I understand him more, I see his, uh, his habits, I see his daydreams, I can begin to slowly bring him in, uh, slowly, um, beginning domestication. So as I work on it, and I find out as much as I can about this rogue that's going all over the place, um, I've been to, I begin to slowly domesticate this wild cow, this mind. And as I bring him in a little closer, not rushing him, not having him run away, not having him fight, but more just beginning to, and also begin to telling him to stop, that you don't want him to do this or that, stay away from this and chase him away, and he doesn't like it, and he growls, and uh, he, he resists, and so on. But let's say, to make the story short, that we begin to now bring some discipline and taming to this animal, 
to this mind. And we find out a funny thing. The mind doesn't really mind. In other words, it begins to relate to the tamer. I know that sounds strange, but that's what the Buddhist world really tells you. And that's what long meditation eventually tells you also. That the mind begins to relate now. The wild animal is almost glad to be in and using his energy in a different way. And he relates to the tamer. And now, in some way, they're talking to each other, too. And the tamer is saying things, this is what I want you to do. Help me out with this. We could use your great energy and your, even your, and your intelligence. Um, and we can use it for that. Um, that's a good example that the mind, eventually, the wild animal, the, the wild cow, begins to relate to the tamer. And that tamer is inside us. And that's the one we got to get more stronger in so we can now use it. And, um, and they have a relationship together. And now the mind's becoming domesticated. It's not just wild. It's doing it. It's doing authentic thinking. It's not just things off the wall, not just daydreaming. It's literally beginning to think properly. Like we're getting a higher creature from this wild cow. Um, I think that's the best way I could say it. That's the way I could say it that makes it understandable. So, podcasters, you're wild cow. Remember, we need the discipline to begin to bring it in. So the willpower is a way of uh, helping, without making it a trap, but helping us to uh, have more confidence in ourselves, sharpen our concentration, and gradually domesticate mind so it'll work for us in a positive way. Okay, I'm looking at my time. I see I'm coming there. But um, Gary, would you read the... Yeah, Jim, we have a couple of emails here. Uh, the first one is from Melissa. She says, Jim and Ray, I love the show and have been listening since the beginning. I'm so glad you returned to the podcast. I'm currently on active duty in the Navy on deployment. I listen to your show every night. And although I won't be able to download any new podcasts or hear if you even receive my letter, I just wanted to say thank you. Hmm. I do have one question for you, Jim. You have talked about the importance of love and, and a comforting environment for babies. I had to leave my 17-month-old daughter behind for this deployment and was wondering if you feel this could have an effect on her. She's with her father, and we have a wonderful family support, but my thought is not having her mother around could, could cause issues. I feel horrible as a mother and don't want my child to have negative reactions. Thank you again for all that you do, for all that you do on the air. It helps me every day. Respectfully, Melissa, U.S. Navy, deployed overseas. Hmm. Well, thank you, Melissa. Okay, maybe we'll have the second one and we'll... Uh... Yeah, we have one more. It's uh, from Ivy Scribner, who's written into us before. He says, hey, uh, Jim, Ray, and Gary, uh, I've written before, but just wanted to say this podcast is a favorite part of my week. I keep them all on my iPod and play them more than once until I feel I've really absorbed what needs to be learned in reference to my life. 
I am calmer, less anxious, and hopefully a better parent because of the things I have learned about myself and how I react to people, especially when it comes to my daughter. Trying to heal myself from the hurt and pain of my parents and also try to make, try to make sure she doesn't grow up with the same sort of scars and know she is cared for, loved, cherished, and fully capable. I realize now that the past is full of things that are out of my control and admit they have had a hold on my future for far too long. I hope this podcast is here for a very long time and people are enjoying learning from it as much as I am. I thank you tremendously for all you have to offer and all the help I've found in your words. I don't buy much from Amazon, but when I do, I make sure to use the link specific to your show to show support in any way I can. I hope it helps. Once again, thank you so much for all I have learned, and I look forward to the discoveries I know are yet to come. Ivy Scribner. P.S. I love the musical interludes at the start and finish of the show. Hearing the classics presented by somebody with such an affection for them gives me a new appreciation for them as well. Whoa. <laughs> what do you well, say to that, Jim? Thank you. Um, I'm glad. I wish uh, more of you. I'm sure there's more of you out there are maybe on the same lines or maybe disagreeing. But whatever it is, we'd like to hear from you. Uh, Melissa, you know, you, so it sounds like you're off um, on, the, on your uh, Navy career. You know, you can't help if you're, that's what you're doing now. Um, you know, and you need to, to, to go and get uh, where you're assigned. But, you know, um, just that you asked a question, that you care that way, that tells me that things will be better and that you'll learn more as time goes on and married to a man that um, um, will begin, give the baby love and responsible for the caring of it and so on. Um, and while you're away on your assignment, um, think of what what work can I, I don't know, you won't hear this one, on, but um, what work can I do with myself while I'm away till I get home? And um, um, and then be part of the family again to raise your baby. But I didn't like the, I mean, well, I didn't like, but I, I sensed that she felt uh, like she was betraying her daughter in some way, and I, I, I don't agree with that, really. You know, she has a commitment, and she's honoring her commitment, and I think that's also honoring her daughter. So I don't see, I mean, I, I felt her, like, pain from leaving, you know, so I think, you know, if you could say something about that, Jim. Well, the pain from leaving, you know, that's the situation. Of course, that's another form of pain. I mean, you know, there's all these great varieties of them. Loneliness, leaving, leaving our families, you know, all, all kinds of things. Um, but that you don't, um, you don't uh, guilt yourself, you know, and make, and um, also the, I don't know if she wants to hear this one. But when you do, uh, check into the into that uh, automatic pilot and see those voices coming. See what they're saying um, about some guilt or something and begin to, later on, um, begin to address them and talk, uh, talk back to them. Um, and our, our show today on, on domesticating our mind might be a really help to you when you're able to you're able to hear it. Um, anyway, but thank you. I think the attitudes in both of the of the callers were quite positive, and I thank you very much for uh, 
letting us know that. Okay, so I see our time is up. Um, so we'll begin to say goodbye. Um, Make the quarter note feel good. One, two, one, two, three. Okay, podcasters, here's our theme. We're about to go off the air. Um, so let's do just a quick review while we've got the theme in the background. We took a, I gave you a couple of tactics today. Uh, I call them tactics. I call them building fences. Now we have to build fences. If it needs to be, if you're drinking, you can't go to the, you know, you might have to build a fence around the bar that you're going through. There's things that are just off grounds. There are relapses and you want to kind of stay away from it, at least until you get, until you get stronger. And then Ray brought in a lot today. We want to thank him for sharing some um, very intimate things. Um, second one was um, to tune in on the automatic pilots so see what they're saying and try to um, replace the automatic pilot with something more uh, intentional. So you bring some intention rather than just being an automatic. And remember that inner part of you that could say no. An inner no to something. I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want this uh, to, I don't want this negativity. I want to begin to go build something else for it. Um, a part that can say stop it. Just stop putting me through this torture. Um, things like that. So we had those we had those two. And then we ended up with, with the idea of, uh, of domesticating the mind. That's kind of an interesting one. Getting the mind to come over to more um, um, positive thinking. So, but we're, we're going to talk more about that as we go along. Okay, so that was our show for today. I hope it will be helpful to you. Um, and uh, we'll, be, we'll be seeing you soon. Um, I think it'll be the end of our... Here we go. Is this the end? Oh. Bobby, Ray, can you do a thing? Bobby, yeah. <laughs> I want to say happy birthday, Austin, since I can't say it. Okay. Um, okay, so Ray and Spite Hollywood... Bada bada, feeling a little down, was able to do a little of a scatting. Yeah. Okay, see you next week. One, two, a uh, one, two, three. Reach the show on Twitter at LLWJC or email us at Jim Carolla at AdamCarolla.com.
Ace Broadcasting Network.